Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, over the course of the weekend, uh, the Labor Day weekend, uh, we heard about uh, Hurricane Dorian and uh, the extensive damage. It uh, just nailed uh, the Bahamas, and uh, I can't think of a, a, the last time the Bahamas have been hit with such a storm, uh, certainly of the strength and direct hit that they did with this one. A uh, member prior, uh, last, end of last week, uh, worried that Puerto Rico might get grazed by this, uh, and then it turns out that uh, it was the Bahamas that got uh, pretty much a direct hit. And then now... Uh, slowly, and this is moving quite slowly from what I understand, certainly over the Bahamas when it was there, uh, now moving up uh, the eastern seaboard in the uh, towards the eastern United States uh, and uh, is slowly um, uh, deteriorating in its strength, but still a major storm. Let's bring in Bill Reed, former head of the National Hurricane Center, and is with us now. Bill, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Oh, my pleasure. So where is this storm now? How strong is it? Well, it's uh, it's uh, right at about 100 miles an hour on, on intensity. It's uh, a little over 100 miles uh, uh, due east of a city called Fort Pierce in the, in the Florida Peninsula, uh, uh, and it's moving parallel to the Florida coast and away from uh, Grand Bahama, which was, as you aptly described, was so devastated by the stationary part of the storm yesterday. And what is in store for those along the eastern seaboard of the United States? I understand that this has decreased a bit, but what does that mean for residents along the east coast of the U.S.? Well, the current thinking is that it won't uh, change much much more in intensity over the next day or so as it moves northward over the warm Gulf Stream waters, uh, and it's expanding in size. Uh, hurricanes normally do that as they gain latitude, move north uh, uh, through the Atlantic, so it's not an unusual occurrence. And uh, uh, the problem is paralleling the coast is they're going to have, a, 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 at a minimum, a tremendous amount of beach erosion from the big waves cast up. I, I don't think the wind threat is all that high. It'll be in the tropical storm force, maybe gust of hurricane force and the stronger rain bands on the Florida coast. Uh, then in a couple of days, the way the, the U.S. coastline juts further out to the east, starting in South Carolina, uh, it remains to be seen just how far offshore or if there's a landfall. Uh, it's going to be very close one way or another, it looks like right now, as a uh, 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 still a hurricane, but maybe a little weaker than, uh, than it is right now. Uh, big concern will be uh, the low country along there with a lot of development, and it is... Uh, is some impacts from storm surge and a combination of storm surge and very heavy rainfall uh, leading to flooding of some of the communities that sit way low in those coastlines. Uh, we understand that uh, hurricanes pick up strength as they're over water. As they get over land, they'll have a tendency to weaken. Why, if this one's running, running parallel with the East Coast over the water, is it not gaining in strength? Well, it's, uh, there's a competing factor going uh, on there. There's... Uh, uh, a trough of low pressure uh, uh, that's coming at it from the west is, is going to cause it to make this northward motion, but it's also going to induce wind shear. Wind shear doesn't uh, treat hurricanes very well. It tends to disrupt the uh, the, the uh, circulation and inhibit some uh, strengthening. Also, there's just to the west of the hurricane, there's considerable dry air, and dry air uh, really disrupts a uh, uh, the the uh, thunderstorm activity that contributes to the intensity of a hurricane. And those two factors 
uh, combined to offset the impact of the warm water of the Gulf Stream. Uh, how did it do so much damage to uh, the Bahamas? Uh, was it stronger over there than it is now as it's creeping up the coast? Oh, yes. This is, uh, in modern times at least, this is the strongest hurricane the Bahamas have experienced. Uh, I couldn't yeah. find any record of, uh, we don't know what the winds are, and you get much past the, the 19, before the 1950s. You're just not, you didn't have the technology we right. have today to, to estimate it, but we—they're uh, big hurricanes in the Bahamas are common experience. They've had this is the fourth rated at Category Five has struck somewhere in the Bahama Islands, but the first one this far north, the northernmost uh, Bahama Islands. Now, to your first question, there, why was it so bad? It would have been bad if it moved through there quickly with winds that strong, but it's stalling out like it did. It, it put the the the, everything on those islands under the very extreme winds uh, for uh, up to 24 hours in some locations. And those very extreme winds blowing on the water uh, uh, created a storm surge like they've never seen before there and covered much of the islands with, mm. with flooding. And I think once the uh, storm moves away and people are able to get in there and assess the damage, it's going to be truly catastrophic. Uh, you talked about how uh, this wasn't, fa- uh, although the intensity of the storm uh, was there, it, it was moving very slow, so it hangs over an area for an extended uh, period of time. How do you explain it stalling over the Bahamas? Uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the steering uh, mechanism that was moving is uh, almost straight east to west for about a day and a half, two days after it left the the uh, uh, Northeast Caribbean islands uh, was a, a large high pressure area over the Atlantic Ocean, which which varies in strength from time to time during the summer season. It's a normal, it's why they generally move east to west down in the lower latitudes is because they're underneath that high pressure. Well, that high pressure uh, uh, beginning on Sunday started weakening and late Sunday night, early uh, Monday morning, uh, the wind field that that steers that steered Dorian basically turned to nothing, uh, and that happens every now and then. But uh, the the combination of it being so intense and that it was that it happened to be right over that island was very unfortunate uh, that it did it at that time. Uh, you talked about this being hurricane season. How does this storm or the season that we're experiencing? Uh, uh, how is that compared to previous seasons, previous years? Uh, your thoughts on all of that? Well, uh, uh, we're pretty much on track right now on the season. Uh, we're right in, we're hitting right into the peak of the, the peak activity where it's the most likely to get a big hurricane is, uh, uh, from the last week of August, uh, 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 through the middle of September. And then it, it slowly decreases after that. So it's uh, if you're going to get big storms, this is the time of the year you would expect to see them. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, first time that we can think of in a long time that, that, that the Bahamas has been nailed with something so slow moving and such... Uh, and with such force. Uh, that being said, it is the seasoned uh, climate change. Does it factor into this discussion? Well, I, 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 there is a there is some pretty good science that indicates that uh, 
uh, with a warming climate and a consequentially warming ocean that the uh, tendency will be for uh, uh, a little higher frequency of the more intense storms. But I'm also of the opinion that it's there's so many factors that go into the intensity of a storm that it's almost impossible to uh, attribute the uh, a specific event like like Dorian to climate change itself. Uh, though there are people that have some very exotic statistics that'll probably look at this afterwards and see if some of that comes into play. I, I, at this point, I don't have any any uh, data that would tell me otherwise. Uh, talk about the future of this storm. Uh, as you said, off the coast of, of Florida now, and you mentioned earlier that you thought it was increasing in size. Am I accurate there? Is that correct? Right. The other words, the the wind field, even though it's weakening in its maximum strength, the, the wind field is expanding outward, and it will continue to do so as it, as it treks north. Uh, late Thursday night, Friday morning, on the current forecast, if it's perfect, will be our closest approach, uh, maybe a landfall in the uh, uh, barrier islands called the Outer Banks of North Carolina, while it's gaining speed and moving northeastward. Uh, it'll really speed up uh, in the open Atlantic after that, uh, and it'll actually affect the Canadian Maritimes. Right now, the uh, five, four- and five-day forecasts have it moving very close to Nova Scotia and probably... Uh, directly impacting uh, uh, Newfoundland uh, late Saturday into Sunday. Uh, obviously, when we see what it's done to the Bahamas, people are concerned. What about those moving up the East Coast? Um, uh, is this going to stay a tropical storm? Do you think it will gain strength as it continues up? Uh, all indications right now are that it will actually... Uh, 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 gradually weaken and be uh, right at the threshold of the of hurricane force winds, about 65 knots, uh, as it moves back out over the open Atlantic and approaches Canada. Uh, it'll probably lose its tropical characteristics, but still have uh, a large area of strong winds. And with the time of year being a, all your trees are full of foliage, uh, uh, historically, when storms have crossed into the Canadian Maritimes, there's a lot of tree damage and power outages associated with the storm's passage. How hard is it, or how hard is it to predict the direction of these, like in the next two, three, four days? Uh, that's actually a good question. Uh, on the overall picture, when we look at uh, hurricane forecasting, the the biggest improvements we've made have been in forecasting where these things are going to go, especially in the one, two, and sometimes even out three-day time frame. Uh, it gets a little trickier after uh, a, a, as we try to go farther out in time, and the reason we stopped at five days is the errors in that forecast get so large uh, that it makes for, for uh, decision-making maybe erroneous based on that. Uh, however, uh, certain forecasts are harder than others, and the forecast uh, late last week, say, say uh, Friday, uh, time frame on what the uh, storm would do as it approached the Bahamas and, and Florida was very difficult. Some of the computer models that are very reliable kept it moving right across Florida into the northeast Gulf of Mexico, whereas others turned it uh, northward. None of them, to my knowledge, uh, uh, at the longer time frames uh, had any skill at forecasting it being as intense as it was going to be. 
uh, when this does eventually make landfall, any reason to believe it will be any more devastating? Is this what will it be like when it uh, when it does hit landfall? Just a, a major storm, or are there concerns? What are the concerns? Well, the concerns are it's the hurricane itself is pretty predictable at that point, but the the concerns are the human factors on that. If you're in a a travel trailer or a, a poorly built building, even a low end wind speed hurricane can be uh, can do enough damage to injure or maybe even kill people. Uh, but the, uh, the the biggest concern in the low countries there in the low uh, country part of the Carolinas or the U.S. is uh, is the land is so flat and low and close to sea level is the uh, potential impact of storm surge that we want to get people out of the way from. Uh, it will in no means be anything like what they experienced in the Bahamas. Uh, how are we doing at preparing for these as citizens? It seems that, you know, uh, when we have a storm and it's maybe not as big as everybody thought it was, there it was going to be, then people get a little bit more relaxed. Uh, do people now take this stuff seriously? Are people making sure they're prepared? Um, you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Well, I think, again, it comes. it's not a simple answer. It's sort of a broad spectrum, and the, kind of the wild card there, the way I see it is how risk-averse somebody is. Uh, there are some people that are so risk-averse that they'll evacuate the first sign of anything heading their way, uh, and the other end of the spectrum are people that, uh, and you've probably heard them say that, I've been through these before, I'll be through them again, I'm not going to go sure. anywhere or do anything special, and that's 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 the hardest part of the factor to overcome. We actually know uh, very clearly what it takes to protect uh, uh, life and uh, to a lesser extent property. When the winds get as big as a, a 185 mile an hour that we had, it, it, there's there's uh, a whole lot of damage is going to happen no matter how well built your building is. You talked about how the season uh, mid-August to mid-September for for this type of weather. Uh, more of these on the way? Are we going to expect more before the season's over? I, I would. There's a, the, the the overall weather pattern across the deep tropics, the area between Africa and the and the Caribbean. Uh, uh, the uh, early in the season, there was a lot of wind shear and dry air there. That that is essentially not the case at least looking ahead the next couple of weeks. And there's a couple of tropical waves that have come off of Africa and another one about ready to, that'll move through that environment. Right now, there's a, uh, because it's so far out in time, it'd be hard to, it'd be difficult to nail down any one specific uh, thing. But the, the pattern is such that it would not surprise me if we had another big hurricane show up somewhere in the Atlantic in the next couple of weeks. All right. What advice do you have for those in the path of one of these things? Uh, well, the same for the, for the people that are immediately in the past is heed the advice of your local officials. They know the uh, vulnerabilities of your area much better than I would. So, the local officials, the emergency managers, uh, and the information they're putting out is valuable to protect your family at this time. For everybody else that's not in the past. Uh, Think about what you would do, make a plan, and be ready to act on it should a storm come your way.
Good advice. Bill Reed has been with us, former head of the National Hurricane Center. Hurricane Dorian is inching its way towards the eastern United States, the east coast, uh, and has been downgraded to a Category 2 storm at this point. Thanks so much for the time and insight, Bill. Much appreciated. You bet. Good luck. cooler weather. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Good luck. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.